What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dirty Blondes. Last week, I was so sick, so I didn't really plan an episode for this week. I may or may not have had the Delta variant. I'm not really sure. A couple of my friends think I did have it, but I'm not completely convinced that I did. But in any case, I'm better now, but I didn't plan out an episode. So I figured today would be a good day to give you an update on my dating life because it's been a minute since I have given you an update. So the guy that I talked about in the beginning of the summer who I kind of had the open like situationship with him and I are no longer doing that. Um, he was very busy with his schedule like around the time that we met. So that's where the kind of like cuckolding and like open part came in because he didn't care that I was sleeping with other people. And obviously that benefited me. So it was a really good situation. And when we had first met, we did have the conversation about kind of like potentially dating and getting to know each other. And then just, you know, potentially just being in an open relationship at some point, or that's at least what his goal was not necessarily with me, but it was something that, you know, obviously you kind of entertain and, you know, talk through. So as the summer went on, he was just like, you know, we just never saw each other. It was just really hard to see each other. And I just, I don't know. I'm not going to chase people and beg them for their time. That's just not me. I have like too much going on to like beg someone to hang out with me. So he eventually broke the news to me a couple weeks ago that he was in love with someone and this girl happened to be in an actual relationship with someone that she was trying to get out of. And he wanted me to kind of stick around and just like fuck him until that situation played out. And I just was like, no, that's like, I'm not going to be some backup plan or, you know, a plan B for you if this like doesn't work out or whatever. So him and I still talk, but the tables have turned, you know, as soon as he went from, you know, potentially entertaining a more open relationship with me to saying, oh, I'm flat out in love with this girl. And I just want to like still fuck you until her and I are together. Like, it's a very different conversation. And I'm just not going to sit here and be used like in the interim. That's just like not, not my thing. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that was kind of unfortunate because I don't know when him and I first started talking, like I was saying this to John with previous guys that I've dated, I would have never entertained an open relationship with I would say probably 99% of them just because of just kind of either red flag behavior or just their outlooks on things or, you know, you just kind of know like who that would work with and who wouldn't. So when I started talking to this guy and he had said like, oh, I would love to be in an open relationship and whatever, all the whole conversation that we had, I really would have considered that with him if it got to that point because he just seemed to have his head on straight about it. But then the fact that he came to me and was like, oh, I'm in love with someone. I was like, okay, no, like this is just like, <laughs> this is completely different now. And I just like, don't want to stick around for the, you know, back and forth of the changing of the minds of everything, you know, like I'm pretty settled and like, 
what I'm looking for and what I want. So I can't keep going back and forth with like, no, I want to be in a relationship. No, I don't. No, now I want you around. No, I don't want you around. Like, I don't, I can't deal with that. It's too dramatic and chaotic. It's, it's just not for me. So that phase of my hot girl summer has come to an end. It's been really over for a while. I just haven't updated you guys on it, but he does still hit me up from time to time to like, hang out and whatever. I just told him he needs to get like a professional like dominatrix or something (laughs) because, um, I'm just like, not, not it for him anymore, especially too, because I did start dating a new guy who's really great. Um, him and I met prior to me getting sick and he's just really awesome. Like We went out on a first date and we went to the sushi restaurant and I was running late. So I told him, and I'm never late. I'm always like the person who's like either ridiculously early or I'm right on time. And he was like, oh, I'm on my way there. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't even left my house yet. Like I'm running late. So finally get there and right off the bat, like the banter was great. He's definitely like the male version of me of like, as far as just like, he's just really blunt. He gets right to the point. He likes to tease and be sarcastic. And that's very much how I am. So, um, it was, it was a funny date, especially cause he was like, wow, this would have been the best day ever. If like, you didn't like make me wait and you were late. <laughs> like, so, um, so yeah, so we've been hanging out a lot and seeing each other as much as we can, which is great. Um, because I do enjoy spending time with him. And he's a lot of fun in bed, which is also great. I constantly have hickeys like all over me, which like, I don't mind hickeys. Like I know how to cover them up. So it's really not that big of a deal. Um, I also love sex bruises and just like, I don't want to say sex injuries because injuries is like not typically a good thing, but I do like pain like the next day after sex, because it's just like a good reminder of like typically a fun time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I've been having to use a lot more concealer. I need to buy like a gallon jug of it. I think at this point, because my neck and shoulders have been just fucking annihilated. So, um, yeah, so that's been happening. So he's been a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you guys know every time I do an update, and talk about a great guy that I'm into. It's like, you know, a week or two later, there's someone else because I either got ghosted or it just didn't work out or whatever the case was. So we'll see how long this guy lasts. But um, he did say that we were talking one day and he was like, oh my God, Stephanie, like you say the craziest shit all the time. And I was like, oh, this is nothing. Like, you know, like you haven't even seen like the really like crazy fucked up shit that I say. And he was And I was like, I'm insane. And he's like, I know, I like it. I was like, oh, wow. Like, I think I've met my match finally. So he's definitely not intimidated by my insanity, which is helpful. Um, But yeah, we'll see. I just like, honestly, I don't put pressure on dating and situations like I have in the past. I was thinking about this the other day after therapy And I feel like I've come a very long way in what I allow in relationships and also how I just like react 
in the beginning. Like in the beginning, I feel like I always used to put so much pressure on situations and people. And I used to hyper-focus on things. And what I've come to realize in kind of learning about my anxiety is that was just an extension of my anxiety. Um, my therapist had asked me the other day, she was like, if you could completely get rid of your anxiety or keep it, what would you do? And I was like, I would keep it. And she was like, she laughed and she was like, why? Like, she's like, you were literally my only patient who I've ever asked that. And you would want to keep it. And I was like, well, because it helps me figure out where I am mentally. You know, like if my anxiety is acting up, then I need to step back and look at what's causing the anxiety. Is it the situation I'm in? Is it the people that I'm dealing with? Is it something that I can control or not control or whatever the case is? And for myself, I've dealt with anxiety for so long and I never really had, like, I never really did anything with it. But now I just use it as a tool to make myself feel better and navigate life a little bit better. Um, I the, Basically, the way I explained it to her is how after you get like a major surgery and doctors in some cases will stop the painkillers. Like, you know, like when I had bariatric surgery, I was given morphine, I think the first like day or two, and then they cut it off. And the reason why was because they wanted to make sure that my pain was decreasing as it should have, because if it was increasing without the painkillers, then there was something wrong that they would have to look at. So with me, I look at anxiety the same way. If I didn't have any anxiety at all, I wouldn't necessarily know what to fix or correct or address in my life. Luckily, I don't suffer from panic attacks or anything that's severe like that. Like I don't have like debilitating anxiety like that. So I'm very lucky in that regard. But the anxiety that I do have, I feel like I'm in tune with myself enough now to know what's causing it and what I can do to either make it less or make it go away completely or whatever. So to kind of circle back to the relationship part of it, when I used to date guys in the beginning, I would put so much pressure on the situations and be like, oh my God, is he going to text me first? Or do I need to text him first? Or am I being annoying? Or is he going out with other people or, you know, whatever, like whatever the case was. And I would get in my head about it and I would make myself anxious, not even really thinking that it was anxiety, you know, like I didn't really like put those together. So now that I don't put so much pressure on dating and relationships, because in my head, what's going to happen is going to happen. What's meant to be is meant to be, you know, if something doesn't work out, like no big fucking deal. Like, yeah, there's a couple guys that like, it's really sucked that, you know, something hasn't worked out with them, but I scroll through my Bumble every day and I have like 40 new matches a day. (laughs) So I'm like, really Stephanie, like you're really going to get bent out of shape about this one guy. Like who the fuck cares? So for me, what I do now too, like if I start talking to a guy and I do start to see the behaviors of like, why isn't he texting me back? He's being shady or, oh, it's taking him hours to respond or whatever the case is. If that starts to make me feel anxious, then I know I need to remove myself from that situation and it can't go any further. I just end it because 
not to say that like, if you have anxiety, you should just run from your problems. But if you're already starting to see red flags in the beginning of any type of relationship, talking stage, situationship, whatever the fuck you want to call it, if you're starting to see the red flags and it's starting to trigger anxiety in you in the beginning, like (laughs) you're, that's not a, that's not a good sign for the rest of your, your time with that person. At least that's my opinion. Um, you know, I've met guys that are really great communicators, so that's helpful and that helps reduce anxiety. But there are certain guys that just like, if they pull these weird stunts or whatever, for some reason, it just sometimes triggers like an anxiety inducing feeling. So Yeah. So I have been using that kind of as a tool to help me get through just different situations. So if you suffer from anxiety, I would use it to your advantage. Like I know it sucks. I hate feeling anxious, but I feel like in the last few years, my anxiety level has completely gone down because I know how to manage it. Don't completely write anxiety off as a horrible thing because I don't think it is because it can play into your benefit. And it, and if you really look at it and like sit back and say, why is this causing an issue? Because ultimately it could probably fix bigger issues that you have. Like if you get anxiety from certain dating certain people or the same type of anxiety every time you date someone, then that's a bigger picture. Then you have to step back and say, okay, what, what is this anxiety? And if you're going to a therapist, I would highly recommend kind of like figuring out why that's continually happening. So that's what I do. And I feel like I have been in a much better place with dating now because I don't put so much pressure on the situation or the second I start to feel a certain type of way, then I can either correct the situation, be upfront about how I'm feeling at least, or just remove myself from the situation. And it's been very helpful because I feel like dating is so stressful. I mean, we all put stress on it for ourselves. Like the guy I was talking about from the beginning of the summer with the open like relationship thing. I told him like when we were texting the other night, I was like, it's okay to be single. Like, you know, like, I don't know why, like we as a society just like automatically are like, you have to be in a relationship. Like, no, you don't like be single for a while. You know what I mean? Like sit, like figure your shit out because it's like, if you aren't a hundred percent, then what do you have to offer someone else in a relationship? If you don't even have your shit together. So if you're in a phase where you're like, no one's doing it for me. I don't like, I hate dating. I'm not finding anyone I want. I want to focus on other things. Then don't date. Like then be single for a while. It's okay. Like get to know yourself and explore things, do things by yourself. Like you don't need to be in a relationship to have any, like have a valid life. Like I'm just, I'm so sick of that shit. Like everyone's independent enough that, yeah, it's like nice to have someone to do things with, but at the same time, like be single for a bit. And like, to go hand in hand with that too. It's like, don't date and heal at the same time. Like I'm so sick of people. Like I've seen so many guys on Bumble lately that are like, Oh, I've had my heart broken or recently got out of something like looking for my next love and this and that all this like crazy bullshit. And it's like, sir, you can't like, if you're still talking about your fucking ex, like in 
you know, that you're heartbroken and all this shit, you have no business dating. And the same goes for girls. Like you can't sit there and heal and date someone at the same time. You know, it's not that person's, you know, responsibility to help you, you know, move on. You have to move on yourself. That's not fair to do to someone. So just know that it's okay to be single and it's okay to take some time to heal or just explore yourself or find things, new hobbies and things to do. There's nothing wrong with that. But hopefully my anxiety tips helped because my therapist, when I explained it to her that way, she was, she thought it was just very interesting because I guess no one's really thought of it that way that she's, you know, spoke to. So um, hopefully that helps you guys because I know it's helped me and it's helped my dating anxiety and stress that I always seem to have. <laughs> I also wanted to talk about OnlyFans really quick. I was really shocked when I heard the news initially, which I'm sure you guys were too, that they were going to take away sex sexually explicit content, which really was just the porn side of it. They weren't going to take away nudes and all that kind of stuff, but that's a basis of their, you know, their business. So that was very shocking, but I was happy to hear that they changed their minds and didn't let the banks kind of dictate that because honestly they would have had no business, you know, I mean the same thing happened with Tumblr where when Yahoo bought Tumblr, Tumblr was valued at, you know, fucking I think it was like billions of dollars or something and it sold for like three million um because they took away all the porn and tumblr was funny that way it was very similar to twitter where you'd be scrolling and you would see random stuff and then all of a sudden you'd see a dick or like (laughs) like it just was what it was so um So yeah, so the same thing happened with Tumblr. So I think OnlyFans made the right move. And also too, regardless, I mean, OnlyFans just got so much free press for them making a big announcement like that and then kind of being like, whoopsies, we're just kidding. So I don't know if it was just, you know, coincidental or if it was planned, but good for them. And I know you guys had asked and suggested that I start an OnlyFans. So stay tuned for that. I'm not 100% sold on it. But if you guys keep asking, maybe one of these days I will, I will do something special for you guys. (laughs) But I thought it was interesting too, because Tyga, he has an OnlyFans apparently or had an OnlyFans. Once the initial news dropped that they were going to take away sex sexually explicit content, he canceled his subscription allegedly, and he is making his own platform called my star. It's my with two Y's and then the word star. And I think it's supposed to launch in October. Um, so it's going to be kind of a similar platform, I would assume to only fans. I think people can sign up now, but the interesting thing is that his platform is only going to take 10% of content creators earnings where OnlyFans takes 20. So that's going to be very interesting to see how many people, you flip over to his platform because that's, that's huge when you're talking, you know, 10% when you're busting your ass to make content all the time. That's, you know, that's a big chunk that's taken out. So, um, 
so yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. So, and speaking of OnlyFans, um, I was talking to my friend Kenya the other day and we were talking about Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz and we're just so obsessed with them. And we both were saying how insane their sex probably is. Like we all know Channing Tatum can move. Like we've seen magic Mike. We've seen step up. Like the guy's got moves. Like, you know, he's good in bed. Like he just can't not be good in bed. And Zoe, like, I feel like she's into some tantric shit where you'll have like a full body orgasm for like an hour or something. So I can't even imagine them having sex. So we were joking. We were like, oh, they need to have an OnlyFans. So Channing, Zoe, if you're listening, please do the world a favor and make a sex tape. I think this is what we all need right now. It's a little crazy out there in the world. And I think everyone would enjoy seeing what you guys have to offer. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, Sorry, this episode's so short, but like I said, I wasn't feeling good and I didn't really have anything planned because I had no energy. But in any case, head over to Instagram, Dirty Blondes Pod. Go to the link in my bio. You can fill out the guest questionnaire or submit any questions. I want to do another episode coming up of answering your guys' questions and responding to different scenarios. So go ahead and submit those if you'd like your question or stories featured on a show. Also, don't forget to check out the link to Promescent. That's one of the links in my bio as well. Promescent is a great company that has condoms, lubes, a delay spray, an arousal gel for women. They have all kinds of products and they're giving my listeners 15% off. So you can either use the code dirty 15 or click the link in my bio and it should automatically add it for you guys. So definitely check that out because their products are great. They have massage oils too. So definitely check them out. Also, my t-shirt company has launched officially. So that is called Dirty Blonde Studio. You can get to that link in my bio as well. It's on my website. There's a bunch of t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies. So new stuff will be added throughout, you know, throughout the weeks as I finalize designs and all that kind of stuff. So definitely check out the stuff that's out there now You can get a hoodie or a t-shirt with me on it if you would like. Um, And yeah, so I hope you guys have a good weekend. And next week, I'm going to continue on with the fetish series. So get ready for that. And I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Love you guys. Bye.